pop. Triple pop. I know. It's been so rare. Uh, hey, guys. Yes. Whoa. Welcome to one of the lost episodes of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I don't know why I'm talking in a spooky voice, but that's the way it worked <laughs> out. I'm Mr. Connor Five Halloween. and my fellow hosts who may need to rethink our choice today, Big Tough. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I must say hello, wizards and wizardettes, but hold on. Can you hear that? What's happening to me? I can't. Oh, 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 I'm getting sucked in, Mr. Combo. I need Mr. Combo. Give me your hand. The royal. It's sucking me in. I'm going no. into the royal. Give me your hand. I need your hand. It's chasing me. It's chasing me. The royal. Give me. Give me your hand. I need your hand. Squeeze. Help me out. I can. Get, can't breathe. Can't breathe. The I'm royal. sorry. Progressive doesn't cover me. Bye, Felicia. Well, that bit left in the blink of an eye, which is a functional reprint of Into the Royal. Boom! Jesus. That feels, was that it, was just bad. It feels good. It feels great, actually, if I'm going to be honest. I do wish y'all uh, could see Tuck you. in his in his recording environment flailing and, and really putting the motion. It's not as fun. I do like to do that where I'm like to, to annoy people where you're like you're, if you're in like a really shallow pool or like river or something, you're like, help, I can't swim. Just drowning. Help. <laughs> It was, it was kind of like standing there doing the Matrix like, like, like leaning back, arms going in a weird circle. I would do the Matrix all day, man. Who is Jesus. this? Who is this? And it's Squee. Hi. Anyways, don't get that out of the way. No, that bit's that's a that's a that is a redacted and retired bit. Uh, unretired and unredacted. Welcome back. So wait, if you're redacted and retired, is that like where the government makes you go live in like witness protection yeah. and you lose all your benefits? Right. It's like it's like uh, it's kind of like what happened to 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 R.I.P. Sean Connery and The Rock, where it's like living in a cell with a bunch of books mm -hmm. or Snowden. Yeah, yeah, there you go. person non gratis, if you will. Well, guys, if you want to know more ways to support banter like this, lost episodes like this, and all the content we put out, you should head over to our sponsor, level1gameshop.com. They sell everything you need from a tabletop game perspective, Magic the Gathering, dice, sleeves, playmats, everything under the umbrella. Um, if you would actually like to put some dollars in our pockets, you could head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have four different pledge levels. Rewards vary for just a dollar a month, getting into the Discord, getting entered for deck therapy, all the way up to 25 bucks a month, where you get tons of entries into the free monthly giveaways from level one. You also get a set of CMD Tower playmat sleeves, coins, tokens, and eligible for all future rewards we do for our community. If you guys can't help out from a monthly perspective, but you would like to get your hand on some swag or maybe copies for your friends, head over to our store, cmdtower.com slash merch. Sell everything on there. It's a fire sale every day. Please, <laughs> please do it. It's it's like that. Uh, it's like in the um, Don't Mess With the Zohan where the store's name is just going out of business. <laughs> never saw the movie, never will. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's I'm not going to lie to you, Mr. Combo. Uh, it is quite bad. Oh, it's it's <laughs> on a scale of one to a hundred. I'd give it like a six. Yes, that's that. Even that might be a reach for, for the only bit that you just said, the going out of business sign, the rest of it, no value. Yeah. Well, if you guys can't help us out financially, whether it's monthly or one time, just share the content you're watching and listening to because every little bit of interaction from the collective does help. And of course, big shout out to T Coats. Uh, he is our video editor for YouTube. Hit him up. He's always looking for new projects to start tackling at T.Coats on the Twitter. Nice. 
So Brews and Builds is our deck tech series. Since we conquered the path to 32, we have moved on to the endless themes that ADH can bring us. Each month will be a new theme and we correlate how those decks are constructed similar to how beer is brewed. So we broke it down into four different categories. The first one's ramp and setting your board state. That's grain. And grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of said beer. Decks always need a way to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. Then the next thing to be, how does your board interact with all of your opponents? We call that hops. And hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can ultimately do it at once. And then one of my favorite sections, and today's going to get real greasy, how does your deck actually win the game? We call that yeast. And yeast are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. Then we have shenanigans. This can be pet cards, random synergies that are in the deck that are just kind of fun. We call that spice. And not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout, or the addition of citrus and a kick of spiciness in this uh, intergalactic warzard from our friends up north at the, <laughs> at the Toppling Goliath um, that kind of give it a little bit of a punch. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. And then we have a bottle capping. And as a reminder, these are gonna be <laughs> Wait a minute. We don't even have a deck to do a bottle capping for. What? I think we're gonna Frankenstein this bitch. Yeah. Let's get brewing. So today we're doing something we've never done before. We thought it'd be kind of fun. We're gonna be brewing a deck on the fly. Woo! So I love it. Uh, we're gonna be starting we're gonna be starting off with Yara Wizard Kaza with Kaza Royal Chaser. Yeah. This is actually Big Tuck's win from the Drinkathon. Um, and as we all know, he's going through a bit of a midlife crisis, dismantling all of his children, and he has lots of spare parts Except lying around. Except for Dargons. So. Dargons are staying, just a heads, a heads up for all of the collective. It's, uh, it's like, uh, I, I realize that I've, I've sowed my seeds too much, and I'm like, yeah, I just don't need half these kids, so. We don't, we're just scrapping them for parts. Take wow. them to the bone miser. What a father. What a father. And so we were trying to think of what to do for this lost episode. And I don't know whose idea it was, but it came up to just, hey, you got to build that deck. Why don't we build it on the fly on the cast and just see what we come up with? And I think it met with a resounding applause. Yes. So, Tuck, why don't you read what Kaza Royal Chaser does? And then why don't you just give us a couple minutes of where you sure. think the direction of the deck should go? Uh, so we can also cast our fly into the Royal uh, as we go ahead and chase it. So Kaza Royal Chaser is a, is a pretty cool card. I think we actually talked about it with Oob um, when we talked about our Zendikar uh, Resurgence, whatever the hell that deck type is. Uh, that doesn't matter. But anyways, uh, <laughs> she, I believe, is a 1-2 legendary creature human wizard for the low, low cost of uh, blue is and... It? Yeah, it is it of blue and red. She has flying and haste, and she's also a legendary creature human wizard. And then she taps, and the next instant or sorcery spell you cast costs X less to cast, where X is the number of wizards you control as this ability resolves. So, um, is it one of those colors that I can't, 
I've had uh, I built a Mizzix deck right pretty pretty re relatively soon after it came out, and it's kind of been one that I've always had tinkered with it over the years, and it's just kind of gotten to the point where it's not really fun to play. It kind of does the same thing every time. Uh, I tried to build the Locust God to do something a little bit different. That one played like a worse version of my Nekazar deck, which is a deck I actually like to play quite a bit. So um, I thought by kind of breaking them down for parts, we can kind of find a, a middle ground for something that that's not played too much. So I think it's I'm hoping that it's going to play uh, kind of like Mizzix in the sense where we're, we're going to try to get to the point of casting big spells, right? Um, sure. You know, at the discount. But I think I like the idea of getting there with the, the the tribal theme of wizards, right? As opposed to just sitting there and casting like, all right, Mizzix, now I'm going to cast a one drop. Now I'm going to cast a two drop. Sure. Now I'm going to cast a three drop. And I, I want it to kind of turn into the mix of the Locust God and Mizzix where it can kind of win through a few different avenues, which I'll get more to in my yeast. But it's not just a spell slinger. You have creatures. I like attacking. I think it makes games more fun and dynamic. And I feel that this one, this deck, if built right, uh, will kind of give me a little bit more fun playing an is it built. No, I, I think that's a, a great idea to kind of go to uh, before the elephant leaves the room. You and I both failed. We should not have made this a Harry Potter reference. We should have totally made it a Back to the Future one because it's clearly Marty McFly oh. on the skateboard. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, okay, well, what if we call it Kaza? Uh, hoverboard, hoverboard, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, hoverboard. I do like I I do like that. It is kind of like that. What's that song? Um, I'll figure it out. But yeah, it, it's Marty All McFly. Right. That's the altar. <laughs> So um, I definitely looked at this very similar to you. I'm trying to look at ways to have Kaza untap and untap multiple times yep. in a turn. So then that way you could severely reduce the next instant sorcery spell. And the way I'm kind of looking at the deck is actually a healthy balance of actual wizards you put in the deck and then just other things that make lots of tokens. Maybe they're wizards, maybe yeah. they're not. And I actually see this kind of being an altered version of Oob's deck, the very first one he did on bruising builds where he did with melic where yeah. it was kind of like this token reduction making tons of big token yeah. spells um and so i can kind of see kaza filling in a little bit there uh of course you could just go the general is it section but i'm super excited for the yeast section because i have yeah. some four five and six card wombos that i think will get you uh, semi hard I'm, I'm here man i'm already like i said i was a hard 6 30 earlier so <laughs> so of course we don't have any stats for the deck so we haven't built it yet so what i thought we would do though is talk about its stats on edh rec oh and maybe okay, cool. that'll kind of give us a little bit of guidance as we're doing our picks are we aligning with what other people are doing with their decks so currently right now kaz royal chaser there's only 222 decks with her as a commander Ooh, okay. not surprising because people would probably rather run mizix because it's just a better version of right. it right um lands 33 lands that's actually seems a little low to me i would have gone like 35 being in these yeah. colors what, what are your thoughts same same here um you just don't have you, like in these colors, you just do not have access to any sort of ramp or anything like outside of yeah. outside of artifacts, and you really need to hit your land drops to get Man, there. Um, uh, probably not, but uh, that's okay. I'll uh, take I like that. That's if, 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 you, if you if you will, uh, I see Manolith, whatever that one was called. So yeah, uh, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that you. I think that if, I think with that low lands. <sighs> You really need to you really need to be able to consistently hit your mana drops. You need to be able to draw into sure. cards. And I think having even if you do have more lands, if you play cards where you draw cards, have to pitch them, it makes it that much easier to not have to worry about 
if you only have 33 lands or you know even sure. i would say like i would probably run 36 to be honest um mm-hmm. you you can always have stuff to pitch and not have to worry about having to dig it out of your graveyard at a later time so another couple interesting things I have on here. The average deck has 24 creatures, but only eight artifacts. And really, when I look at this deck, I would probably run 17 to 20 creatures, but probably 12 to 15 artifacts. Yeah. And that would include things to protect Kaza. It's going to include your mana rocks. You know, there's artifacts out there that, you know, kind of like the Lithuform engine that do really good mm-hmm. with big spells. Uh, what are your thoughts on 24 creatures and only eight artifacts? Um, I think it's probably a little, I would probably agree it's a little high. Uh, I think that you can play it, you can play it such that, and through my research, I've like watched the videos and some other things, even from like any budget considerations you're looking at, there's a lot of good utility cards you get from wizards that can add mana, can reduce casting costs, Mm. can, can draw and discard cards. So I think even if you're, you know, we've talked before on the, on the show that, you know, if you're running a tribal deck, you want to try to keep at least 20 in there just so that you're making sure you're hitting them. Sure. And I think that you can run 20 wizards in this deck fairly easily. Also agree on the artifact front, because I mean, uh, I'm the way I'm looking at it, like eight of those, however many artifacts are probably just going to be ramp and various versions of that just to make sure that you're hitting your goals here. No, I think that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, and I think this is pretty interesting. Only three enchantments and one planeswalker in the deck. For me, I think the Planeswalker number's right. The enchantment one surprises me though, because this seems like you're trying to sling spells and there's a lot of yeah. really good enchantments that help you do that. Yeah, I think it's I think it gets tough because normally you would normally when you're running these is it colors, the creature counts eight or you know, six sometimes, sure. right? And that kind of opens it up. So I think you kind of have to be pretty choosy with your enchantments. I pretty much agree with the planeswalkers. Um, most of the is it ones I think are all Ral Zarek's or some form of it. So if you wanted to <laughs> sure. be cute, you could do like this could be like my backup Ral Zarek deck, but that just seems like a lot of effort for what you get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last stat that I actually think is pretty pretty perfect is the instant and sorcery combination. 30 cards in the deck. That yeah. seems about right. Yeah. I think so. And like I think I think you really want it to be if you if you break it down into like kind of thirds, you want it to be close to a third wizards, probably a little less than that, right? And then the the casting spells and instant and sorceries can also do another third, and then the rest of your utility stuff comes into the last third, and then the rest of your decks. Um, so yeah, that's probably, that's probably about right. And, and, and these colors, there's so many options for spells. You're going to be able to find anything that you need, um, pretty readily. Yeah, no, I think those are good points. So let's go ahead and get in this thing. Let's start brewing this deck literally, uh, <laughs> on the cast big tuck. Since this is going to be your commander, I'm curious, what's the first card you think you're going to add in for your grain? So this is, this is definitely an, is it spell slinger sort of standard or staple, but I think it works great because goblin electromancer is actually oh, yeah. a wizard, which is nuts. So goblin electromancer is a colorless and a blue for creature goblin wizard. Instant sorcery spells you cost cast one less to cast. Um, result, uh, hmm. Result 752, Rapid Mass Distribution. Result 753, Calamitous Reverse Synthesis. Result 754, Acute Disarrayment. Result 755, Big Tux Accent Work is slowly getting better. Uh, And these are all ironically as as research notes. So the thing thing that I think is really cool with this one is A, it's 
it's reduces spells, which is huge, right? But in this deck, yeah. I honestly think that the the right play would almost be because everyone would say get it out as soon as you can because it reduces, right? But I would actually mm. I would play it. You go uh, Raza for, or Kaza first, rather, right? And then the turn after that, do your Electromancer because then now your your spells are already any instant and sorcery is already reduced by Raza by three. Right, because it's one, it's one from herself, one from the Electromancer, yeah. and then one from his static ability. Again, it's not the most. It's it sucks. Like I wish I could feel better about this pick, but the fact that sure. it just it just works out very well that it's also a wizard that plays into this theme. Um, and and I think uh, something I didn't mention up top is I'm kind of hoping that this deck is going to be very explosive, comparative to like Mizix and Locust God. Yeah, no, I think that's a great pick. I think in any type of spell slinger deck, if it's in is it colors, which it will be unless you're playing uh Ward, right. you have to have this card in here. Yeah. Like it it's it's almost like running an Edgar Markov deck, but not having Butcher of Malakir in. Yeah, like, right, right, right. Why right. wouldn't you do that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, right. and it's a two two, so it can it can get it can block it can deter someone from attacking you at some point. Yep. All right. So for my first one, I wanted I wanted ways in this deck for you to be able to use because I know that you're very much a top down person right. like me when you like to deck build. And I think these new cards that came out in Commander Legends where you get to choose one or the other. And if you control your commander, you get to do both. I thought that had a lot of legs, okay, yeah. especially in red. So Jessica's mm. Will is a card that I think is just makes so much yeah. sense, especially in the early game. So two colorless red, it's a sorcery. Choose one, if you control your control a commander, as you cast a spell, you may choose both. Uh, add one red for each card in target opponent's hand. Exile the top three of your library, you may play them this turn. Gather your strength, prepare yourself. Jessica Dorada. Uh-huh. So, Jess so, so Jessica is Mickey Mouse. I'm writing that down. Correct. <laughs> Mickey Mouse or uh, what was that, Shrek? <laughs> Not my gumdrop buttons. Oh, oh, the, oh ginger, yeah, the gingerbread, the gingerbread man. man, even better. <laughs> or no, no, he wasn't the gingerbread man. He was gingy. Oh, I'm, thank you. I, 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 would hate, yeah. I would hate for the ginger man, the, and, the, uh, the gingerbread man's IP man. to come there after us. <laughs> so the, the, I, I look at this card, Tuck, and all honestly, you could play this on turn two after casting your commander. Mm -hmm. And just think how backbreaking that is from an advantage standpoint. Yeah. You know, turn one, you go your island into soul ring, maybe into a signet of some kind, uh, arcane, you know, whatever. Yeah. Turn two, you get your mountain, tap them, you play your commander, tap your commander, you use your other two rocks to be able to get it reduced, you know, pay for the, the red and the colorless. But now, because it, it's early game, someone probably has seven cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get seven red to your mana pool and exile the top three of your library. Even if you end up hitting an X spell a little early in the game, you're going to be able to do it mm. for devastating effects early on. Right. But most likely, you're probably going to get into more like token generation. Maybe it's like a big creature. Right. There's just a lot that you're going to be able to do with it. Yeah, I I, I'm, I'm here for it, and I'm glad that this is already starting to go down in price because this was like almost $14 last time I checked. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's wild. And even then, you know, um, I, I think even with the sequencing of events, even doing this, even even worst case scenario, like turn one, Cataxian Probe or whatever, right? Like draw a card. Sure. Turn two, Commander. 
maybe swing in for one just for the kicks of it, right? And then sure. turn three, then and then turn, and then worst case scenario, if you if you have two, if you have a mountain and an island in your hand, Jessica's will on turn three, same thing, right? Just as backbreaking, yeah. filter out the crap from the top of your deck, um, and especially, and and again, to that, to your point with the top cards, I'm planning on playing brainstorms and ops and all that oh, stuff to kind go. of do your your top deck manipulation so you can if you do see one of those big x spells you're like okay i can hold on to that later maybe just get some incremental value uh up early but no that's yeah that the, the card is just absolutely busted it's incredible yep all right tuck what's your second green um so similar to big tuck bruin uh, this guy is brewing some trouble. So I want to talk about an older card, Afeto Alchemist. So it's a colorless and a blue for a creature human wizard. Uh, it can You can't play it as a morph if you're an insane person, or you can just play it and just play it normally. But you can tap and you can t- untap target artifact or creature. And it is a wizard, it's a one-two. So for me, the big part of this deck that I want to get into is being able to untap her, retap her for either a big giant expel or multiple spells in a turn. And this guy happens to be happens to do both of those, right? It's a wizard, so it automatically reduces the count of uh, the spells from uh, Kaza's ability. Plus, if you're in a pinch, you can also untap one of your artifact rocks to kind of speed you forward, right? So even though it's not a true Llanowar elf in that sense, it kind of is the best that we can do in this sort of thing. So you can use it for ramp, you can use it for your commander, tons of utility, and it's a wizard. Yeah, I think this is cool. Um, Any way that you can untap, tap, your commander to get extra reduction is always something worth looking at this being two dollars i don't know if it's worth two bucks it's not well just there's just being ani this this is the this is the cheaper version of this effect too there's another one that's even more expensive so oh wow yeah but no i definitely think uh something like this is gonna do work i think the the biggest thing is just trying to find that balance of big splashy spells and things that further kaza along the spectrum yep definitely all right uh for my next one this one is a little bit meat and potatoes but is it second um is it hot soup no oh no way no, of course oh, not. Oh damn! I was like, "Wow, this is." I was like, "You are taking so a, you are taking a drastic soup. left turn. You are taking a drastic left turn on how I thought this deck was going to be built." Too hot. Too hot. <laughs> no, we're talking about Murmuring Mystic. Oh yeah, so, slam dunk. Three colorless blue creature, human wizard. Um, it's a one five. Rumors flow through the city like crows, alighting on citizens seemingly at random. <laughs> I tried to make that sound like an ominous like <laughs> church thing. Like I, I didn't, I didn't know, didn't I didn't, work. I didn't know that you were an alto. You gotta go slower and lower, baby. <laughs> no. All right. So whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, create a one-one blue bird yeah. illusion creature token with flying. So uh, you're gonna the, the way that I see this deck working is that you're making a lot of tokens, casting a lot of instants and sorceries. Yeah and having those tokens as somewhat as blockers but then we have some tricksy stuff later on that i'll get to that'll make it even cuter but I i think in general usually you would consider hey if i'm making tokens to block that's more of a hops thing well you're not really making tokens in a deck 
in response to what your opponents are doing. You just need that as your base defense. Yeah. And I think making a bunch of flyers just when you're doing the stuff that you naturally want to do is great. Plus, it is a wizard, so yeah. it does help for the cost reduction as well. Yeah. So I think it does a few things on a few different fronts. Yeah, definitely. And we're, I don't know if we're talking about it because at this point it's redundant, but like Talran Sky Summoner is also happens to be a wizard, right? So again, for yeah. me, both the, both these cards are really good in any is it spellslinging deck, but the fact that for some reason they're both wizards makes them even better, right? For for, yeah. for the record, it would appease the courts if we, similar to the Dargon episode, every time you say wizard, had to throw Harry right after it. It's a wizard, Harry. So okay, so okay, so for so, so for example, I would say it's uh, okay. Murray and Ristic is three colors and a blue. It's a creature, a human wizard, Harry. Whenever you cast an insert <laughs> yeah. spell, exactly. Okay, I'm, like, I'm game. Like I'm game. To, I'm here. You're, you're you're trying to sneak it in like they do the uh, right meow. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. exactly. That's what exactly. we're trying to do. That's no. Do that's I an ace like thing. Okay. I'm, I'm, boy, pass I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. Nimbly bimbly. All right. Tuck, you got one more for us, man. I do. What is it? Ooh, he's excited. I'm really excited about this one because this wizard Harry is something that gives you <laughs> yes. tons of utility and really turns your your <laughs> it really turns your deck into a scroll book. So and it it, it specifically targets my least favorite tribe in the game of magic. Uh, so, Slivers. Yeah, you are 100 percent correct. <laughs> we were talking about we were talking about Veldalkin Aether Mage. <laughs> this card is incredible. Colors in a blue. It's a creature of Veldalkin Wizard Harry. It has flash. When it enters the battlefield, return target sliver to its owner's hand. But it has wizard your it has wizard Harry cycling for three. So for three colorless mana, you discard this card. Search your library for a wizard Harry card. Reveal it. Put it into your hand, and then shuffle your library. This is oh my this God. is this is the best green card in this entire deck. For three mana, I can go and get whatever I want of any creature and put it directly to my hand at instant speed. That can't be countered. It's insane and the best part is because only a mental person like myself would even know that this card exists which i did before this episode because there's a wow. because there's a very weirdo there's because uh marquesa the black uh the black thorn is a wizard harry so there's this weird builds that you build grixis wizard harry with her and now you, i can use that knowledge for exploit in this very deck uh, I'm so happy you're committed on the I, wizard Harry's. By the way, this is just cracking my shit up. I, I don't know what to say about this. I refuse to call the mages by their true name, so I don't have to do the bit. Oh, that's fine. Um, I'll do it for both of us. And uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this 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 Aether Mage, who is a Vidalkin W. <laughs> I I wouldn't see it coming because usually in is it it's not like there's creature tutors. Right. Yeah. Right. None. This is it. There's a lot of wizards. Isn't it insane? But it's so good. Ah, god damn it! (laughs) My creature is a wizard, Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Does that feel good? You broke the seal. Does that feel good? Be honest. You broke the seal. So, I'm actually talking about. Oob, uh, if you guys aren't familiar, Ultra Budget Brews over at EDH Rec. Uh, Melek, is it Paragon? Oh, yeah, sure. So, four colorless, is it Legendary Creature, Weird Wizard Harry? Yeah. Uh, it's a rare, it's a 2 4. <laughs> 
Play with the top card of your library revealed. You may cast <laughs> incident sorceries from the top of the library. Whenever you cast an incident sorcery spell from your library, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. I think being able to see the top of your library, to see your brainstorms, to see your other effects early game and even mid game is going to help you so much. Especially since it's not just like future sight, right. where you just get to look at it. At least you get to cast stuff from the top. And then it's even going to be more instrumental late game when you actually have a bunch of wizard harrys on the battlefield. <laughs> you'll be able to just churn off the top. Right. And yeah, you could hit a wizard harry, but <laughs> I guarantee you're probably going to hit more incident sorceries uh, than wizard harrys. Well, and I think and I I think what's really interesting here is that what I'm realizing is that all of the Izzet commanders, all the big ones, including including Mizix, almost to a T, are all wizard parries, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, I don't know. Um, there's a certain dragon that you may or may not be talking about at some point, so I don't want to spoil it. But every copy of that card of that specific Izzet dragon is a wizard Harry. Right. So wow. now so now you can kind of build this like bizarro backup commander of all these other like these other decks that wizard harry decks would be built out of right <laughs> sure lord let's get out of the green section and move yes. on to hops we got a break, break in mr combo Brink and Mr. Combo. You guys, now, so if, I, if I am anything, I'm a man who commits to a bit. <laughs> oh, so All happy. right, so for my first hops card, I'm gonna talk about a card that gets heavily, heavily played in mono black, because they don't have ways to deal with enchantments. It does not get played in any other color except for maybe colorless, because its CMC is so high. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah. Kaza can make this thing cheap to free, which makes it a slam dunk. Right. You gotta have Scour from Existence yeah. in the deck. So this costs seven colorless, and it's an instant at 12 pennies. So pennies on the dollar, I'm sure you have a bunch I of think, them I think, yeah, on. I think uh, there was a time where I was really hot on this, and I think I bought like 15 copies for a dollar from a store. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So it says, our people and our very lands disappear as if they never were. We no longer fight for glory or honor. We battle now for the right to exist. I really General like where Tazzler, these accents Allied are Mater. going. These are great. Evidently, General Tazzler is a three. <laughs> General Tazzler turns. It turns out she's a three pack a day smoker. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a better bit is like, do you smoke cigarettes or eat them? <laughs> um so it says exile target permanent yeah. i mean it's a very clean easy card yes you're an is it so you could be doing counter magic instead but sometimes and this does happen believe it or not you don't have a counter yeah. spell when you need it for a, a troublesome permanent and you're gonna have lots of wizards and just to be like uh free spell uh, or Harry. even leave up a single blue Damn it. <laughs> Leave up a single blue, you tap it, and if you have six wizard Harrys, then <laughs> yes. you know you only paid yeah. a swan song for it. Yeah, I agree. And like I think I think you bring up a really critical piece um, where when you're build when you're building these these is it decks, people want to say, I'm gonna run every single counter spell, right? But that only helps yep. you situationally, right? And like um many times, unless you're running a weird build, you're gonna be able to counter a spell a turn. Right. Um, so being able to deal with those troublesome permanents uh, is really going to be helpful. 
Yeah, because I'll say this, uh, whenever I play the counter spell player to table, everyone's all scared like, oh man, they probably have counter magic. It's like, just play your cards. The, I guarantee you that we have more cards between the three of us than they have counter yeah. spells. That's just the yeah, way it works. Exactly, um, which is one of the reasons why I hate playing them. All right, Tuck, what's your first hops card? So speaking of counter spells, this guy is an expensive one. He's an expensive wizard Harry, but he is the patron wizard Harry. Triple blue for creature human wizard Harry. Tap an untapped wizard Harry you control. Counter target spell unless this controller pays one. The best way to teach is by example. Uh, it's about $9 because thankfully we finally got the much needed reprint out of it from the list. So, you know, there's just piles of this card <laughs> lying around and being cracked left, right, and center. Uh, thanks for that one. Yeah, so um, I watched the uh, channel for... Wait, wait, hold on. What's the card name? Did you even say it? Yeah, it's Patron Wizard Harry. Oh, <laughs> gosh, damn it. Damn Wizard Harrys are getting me confused. <laughs> what are Wizard Harrys? You're just, you're just typing in Patron Wizard Harry. There's nothing here. Uh, so I watched I watched a Star City game uh, video for adults uh, a long time ago, and one of them were playing some Wizard Harry deck. I don't remember who the commander was or anything, and this card just was brutal. It, it's, yeah. it stops people. It's like someone tried to cast a spell. They're like, okay, do you want to pay one for that? How about two? What about three? No? Okay, I didn't think so. Um, so uh, the one thing, and like we'll see this, we'll see this theme recurring in the Wizard Harrys, as a lot of them say, tap an untapped Wizard Harry you control, not yep. not without the tap signal, right? So you yep. can tap this, the turn it comes down, you can tap anything else. Just just has a lot of really inter interesting interactions there. And I think playing a card like this kind of helps, this fills in for a repeatable counter spell that you don't have to run, you know, for spike and stubborn denial sure. or whatever. Yeah, I like it. Plus, the artwork looks like he's some groupie for Journey, possibly, <laughs> like to travel on a on a world tour uh, or you two. Yeah, because uh, clearly he's retired. A lot, a lot, uh, lot of earrings I, in the Wizard Harry world, which is weird. Yeah, lot, lots, lots of Wizard Harry earrings. Um, <laughs> so I like the card a lot. I, I think this would even be a cool little non bow. It's not a Wizard Harry, but like cure a great glass spinner to where it's like you have all these countering effects, but then someone's like i gotta get rid of this and it's like oh well that's gonna get countered the first time you do yep. it and it's, it's almost like this weird board lockdown that no one can really get out of and then if you have a way to make a token each turn and do gross things with a gross enchantment that i'll be talking about later okay then it's just like almost no one gets to resolve yeah. anything and it's it's because it, i feel like this deck is very slimy i'm not gonna say it's sweaty but i think the deck's very slimy and that you kind of have to have the perfect board state mm -hmm. to kind of get it to do its yeah. thing and having like this type of protection on a thing that doesn't even require a tap symbol is great yeah and i think you you also bring up a good point where most most is it decks run piles of removal and board wipes because they don't really care about their creatures whereas this deck yeah. really needs those creatures to stick to be able to keep the engine mm -hmm. churning for sure. All right, my second hops card. I, I, once again, just trying to go a little bit out of the box. Kaza with her reduction makes these kind of cards playable, in my opinion. Okay. Um, this one isn't as bad as others, but Curse of the Swine. Oh. 
especially with the fact that Kaza could possibly add five or six into its mana is great. So X blue blue sorcery, exile X target creatures. For each creature exiled this way, its controller puts a two two green boar creature token onto the battlefield. Another imminent battle subsided and busy snuffling and carefree rooting. I, that's like an Obama. I kind of like that, right? With the uh, oh, <laughs> I, I was trying to go for Captain Kirk a little bit. Okay, uh, but I really like this, especially with a commander that progressively is. It's kind of like your Mizix deck. You liked the X spells in there because yeah. it got progressively better as your game went on. And I think this is giving you a taste of it, but it's not as broken as what Mizzix can be yes, broken. Yes, I, I, I completely agree. And if we reference a card that you mentioned earlier, uh, Jessica's Will, this is a great card, a great low-end X spell to get off that first. If you're going, if you're exploding out, right? And sure, but you still need that two blue. True, that yeah, could be that's, an issue. that's true. That's very true. Um, but if you can, this is this is something where if you can get it. Um, play Kaza next turn, reduce it by one, and then getting this for four, getting two creatures, that might be enough grease to get the to prevent someone else from exploding out if they're running a bunch of elves or other sort of mana dorks. Yeah. Completely yeah. agree on that. Um, and honestly, it's super underplayed, and I'm kind of surprised that it's at a dollar twenty because yeah, I, I never see it. Never been it. reprinted. And again, it's that exile that's so critical, right? Like pay, yeah. even paying in blue three three to exile a creature and they get a two two out of it is also insane at the right time, right? Yeah. All right, Tuck. What's your second hops? So much like it's Goblin. Patrick, this wizard Harry, I also run in piles of blue decks, and it just gets even better in this. So uh, I want to talk about our old pal. It's a it's a blue border, blue standard, borderline blue staple in my ever so humble opinion. Archaeomancer. So Archaeomancer is two colorless blue blue. It's a creature, a human wizard Harry. When Archaeomancer enters the battlefield, return target instant sorcery from your graveyard to your hand. Words of power never disappear; they sleep. Waiting those with the will to rouse them. And it's a one, two. So norm I just like this card for a lot of reasons. Um it gives you a body, it gets you an instant of sorcery. If you do unfortunately have to burn a big X spell early in the game just to live, it gets that back. If you need your draw spell, it kind of turns your graveyard into a little bit of a toolbox. So that's why I like it a lot in normal. But again, just the fact that it's a wizard makes it even better in this wizard deck, here. right? It, it's kind of mm -hmm. nuts how or damn it, it's a wizard Harry. Excuse my French. Um, <laughs> excuse my Hogwarts. Uh, so that's kind of, again, it's very meat and potatoes. Definitely nothing too exciting here. But I would run this in this deck even if it wasn't a Wizard Harry. And the fact that it is makes it that much better. Yeah, you know, I've always been in the camp that I like Archaeomancer, but four mana at sorcery speed. I don't know you, if it really does it for you don't, me. You don't love it? Um, I don't love it. I like it. Sure. And obviously it is a good card because grabbing instant sorceries from your yard to your hand and it doesn't put any other condition on it is it's pretty cool. Um, it's just it's one of those cards that like, oh, I need to put this in here. Uh, <clears throat> and then I always end up cutting it. Really? It's just like, ah, four for a one, two that does a thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't pay four mana for a sorcery that does this. I, I To me, I'd be like, 
I mean, you get on me on on the green one, like, dude, just the green green colorless grab uh, target permanent, or is it target spell from your graveyard to your hand? Uh, uh, depends. It depends on which one. The one that you run is a green card <laughs> for two. Yes, but you go get mad at me because I should run the other one that's just grab target card yeah, right, for two. from the graveyard. Yeah. And I think, yeah, and that's cheaper than this, and it grabs anything you want. So, I don't know. It's 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 cute for this deck. Right. I could definitely see this, though, being on the chopping block once you finally get down to your 110, 120 yeah. cards. And it's like, do I really want this in here just or, to grab or something spell again? And th and or do I just want another X spell? Yeah, right. And I think it's also, it's also, there's some, because you can get this effect at a cheaper cost if you run it as like an instant or sorcery, right? You kind of get into you kind of get into this debate of do I want more wizard Harrys for this small incremental thing or do I want sure. something to be more explosive off of Raz's ability um, and worry less about the bodies on the ground right and, and to your point I do feel like that's going to be something that's only going to happen after I've like run it a couple times and been okay too many wizard Harrys right not enough big game endings both yep. yeah. For sure. What do you got next? All right, we'll go to my last hops. And this is a counter Whoa. spell. I'm, I'm putting one in. Shocker. <laughs> but Whoa. this is a counter spell that I think ends up on the chopping block for a lot of people. Because it is a five mana counter spell. But I was still, once again, going with the thought process that you are trying to have your commander on the battlefield at all times. Because right. the deck, that's really where it's going to shine and function. So... It wouldn't really be five mana. It'd probably only cost blue, blue. What counter spell cost, but with massive upside? Spell swinger. Yeah. Hundred percent slam dunk. It's really spell. good. <laughs> so instant two dollars and eighty cents counter target spell. Create X colorless treasure artifact tokens where X is that spells convert a mana cost. They have tap sack add uh, the sack the artifact add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Um, no flavor text. Thank God. <laughs> so. I'm, I think this is a good card in general, but I think this does come down to the chopping block in a lot of decks because it's like, God, five mana yeah. for a counter spell. I'd rather run Arcane Denial mm -hmm. or Disallow. But I think in this deck, unless you just have a banger spell to do on your turn, you're probably saving Kaza's tap ability for other people's yeah. turns, whether you're even looting on their turns or you're doing counter magic or interaction of any kind. And so I think Spell Swindle will always for you at most cost what disallow costs, but with way more upside. Best case scenario, it'll probably just cost you what right. counter spell costs. And I think I think you bring up a really good point of when I was when I was doing the shower thoughts on this deck as I was doing today. Um, retired bit, but we're bringing it back on the we're bringing it back on the series of tubes here. Uh, I, I think that I when. I, when I'm building this deck, I think too literally when I when I first started thinking through this, I keep forgetting that this is something you could do on other people's turns, right? Yeah. You don't need to just come swinging out and be like boom, 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 value on your turn. It really, it, even though because it has haste, it kind of it kind of tricks your brain into thinking that way, right? Sure. But in reality, this is another deck where you're playing. The way I, to your point, the way I can kind of see it is you're on the ground getting in damage on your turn and then just waiting, right? And saying like, yep. what can I cast at what time to get the most value out of it, right? Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I, I like that a lot. All right. Well, round us out. What's your last hop? So this is one, this was a slam dunk in the former, uh, it came in the Wizard Harry pre-con and I'm guessing it's just too 
pricey uh, mana wise as to why it's not. I'm never. I'm not seeing it in any builds. Is Gale Caster Colossus? So it's a five colorless, which is a lot blue blue creature, giant wizard, Harry. Tap an untapped wizard Harry you control, return target non-land permanent you don't control to its owner's uh, hand. Yeah. Ground bones, broken glass, and splintered strip bricks make up the sand of his shores. So again, I like running a an ultimate amount of these tap and untapped wizard Harry you control at whatever speed you want, mm-hmm. right? Even if they have summoning sickness or anything like that. And I kind of feel that this isn't included in a lot of decks because they're expecting it to run out and win games very quickly. As we made mention, this unless unless you have the perfect draw and you have that monster Jessica's will out the gates, you're going to end up getting into later turns. And I think that this deck, I think that this card, while you're running your wizard Harry's on the ground who aren't doing very much, will give you a lot of utility in removing troublesome uh, creatures, enchantments, smothering ties, planeswalkers, and all that stuff. If it was, sure. if, if, it, if it was just creature or you know something more something more narrow, then I would also probably think it's kind of bunk. But I've seen this, I've I've played against this card enough to know that when it comes down, it's kind of terrifying. It's it's a little sweaty because of how much yeah. mana it is, but I think it's actually going to work out really really well with what my yeast package is going to talk Ooh, about. Because okay. uh, let's just say we're making a lot of wizards. Wizards and, what? Wiz- what kind of wizards? Harrys are we talking Harrys. about? Harrys. Okay, cool. I don't know. If, I don't know. If, wait, are they wizard Ron? I was just damn it. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <Are they wizard laughs> <Ron's>? <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I think. Seven mana is a lot. Yep. I think unless you can ensure you're going to have five to seven wizards on your board, plus a way to kind Wizard of Harry's what? Sorry, sorry, Wizard Hermione's. <laughs> um, I I think I can see the you, I can see the life draining out of you as this bit continues. So it's just seven mana is a lot. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I, get- I think it's way too high end for what little impact it does, especially because it says return target non-land permanent. You don't control to its owner's hand. If it's just return target permanent, you don't control to its owner's hand, then maybe I could justify it for the seven, but seven just to bounce non-land permanent. You could do that anyways in blue. True. This is a repeatable this is a repeatable way to do it though, right? Including one itself. permanent at a time, right? But I'm saying you don't need to versus the other blue ones. You could bounce someone's entire board for five mana, and your board as well, unless it's River of you, no. just like how you got hosed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 go to hell! That happened many, many lifelines yeah, right. ago. Who knows how long ago that is? So again, I, I hear you on the casting costs, but my personal experience with this card is that it's very strong. So I think it would be one. I feel like this would be one where I have to play test the deck to even see if I get to seven mana at any point, right? Um, or if yeah. it's just entirely too slow. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up hops. Now we're going to head over to yeast and we're going to do something a little bit different today. Uh, if you guys had listened to us when we're not lost in the multiverse, uh, we usually pick three cards that are in a yeast package. But since there is no strategy or deck list to work off of, uh, we're actually going to talk about our game winning wombos, combos, nonbos homunculus bows uh it's all of the above so we're gonna have multiple cards to talk about and uh good luck video editor so i'll just go ahead and kick this one off um the first one is a five card combo love it already in (laughs) it's not infinite so i know you love it even more 
So this one is gonna be using the perks of uh, Arcane Adaptation or even the likes of that other artifact uh, that came out in Kaldheim. That way you can make all, a lot of the tokens that I talked about earlier into Wizard Harry's. So what you do is you have Kaza on the battlefield, you have Arcane Adaptation on the battlefield, and you have Intruder Alarm on the battlefield. So for the cards that people aren't familiar with, Arcane Adaptation or this other artifact that I mentioned, basically just makes all of your creatures yeah. into either all creature types or you pick a creature type and everything is that. So we're obviously Harry. picking wizards. Intruder wizards what? Creatures wizard, do not- or Wizard Harry Dracos? <laughs> there we go. Uh, intruder Alarm, whenever a, cre a creatures do not untap uh, during their untap phases and whenever a creature enters the battlefield, untap all creatures. So what we're gonna do with that in Kaza is tap Kaza to kick Rite of Replication. Okay. So, Rite of Replication, two colorless blue blue, but Big Tuck will be casting it for seven blue blue, which most likely with Kaza will probably cost around five total mana. Yeah. You'll probably at least get a four reduction, I would guess. Put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of target creature. If Rite of Replication was kicked, put five of those tokens on the battlefield instead. So when you do this, Kaza will be tapped. Rite of Replications cast. It resolves, hopefully. You make a copy of whatever you want. Just pick the best thing on the battlefield. Sure. It doesn't really matter. If there's an Avenger of Zendikar, I think you win the game on the mm -hmm. spot. But you're going to get five ETB triggers on Intruder Alarm. And as each one resolves, Kaza untaps. You tap it again. And because those five are now Wizard Harry's, each time you tap Kaza, you're going to get six reduction on your next instant and sorcery. So you're actually going to get a 30 reduction on the spell to then use whatever X spell sure. you want to and just either kill someone or win the game. So that is my first <laughs> beast winning combination. It is very sweaty. Yeah, it's so sweaty. Do you approve? Uh, I... I like I like it a lot. I am likely not going to be running Arcane Adaption or Intruder Alarm in this deck. <laughs> I'll have another one that'll actually need those cards. So I have multiple yeast packages. Not have, that have Intruder cards. Alarm. Not I think you're saying. Did I open one of these? I don't think I did. Um, I think so. I am I am not going as as I'm not going as uh, sweaty as Mr. Combo is in these, but I think you touch on one of the main win cons, which is the big X spells for damage, right? that's like one of the bigger ways that you can go there right so my particular thing i was going with um which you can also play this also plays into it right is something like see uh, is something like redundancy it's like electro dominance which is uh x uh red red uh it's an instant it deals x damage to any target you may cast a spell with converted mana cost x or less from your hand without paying its mana cost so um, obviously, if you do this sort of rigmarole, you can blast someone in the face. And then I'm not planning on running piles of them, but extra turn spells like Temporal Mastery or something like that that are repeatable to pull out of the graveyard. Or I'm sorry, not uh, Temporal... Ah! Temporal Manipulation th instead of that one. Um, just an extra, take an extra turn spell. So, and there, there is, so using our powers combined on the big X spells for damage. Now we have multiple routes of being able to take the extra turn to find the pieces that we need for that. Um, but at the, I do like how, I do like how this still somehow in this Rube Goldberg machine contraption that you built still ends up with like a big X spell. 
So it's a look. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely sweaty. Um, I will I will say that Rider Replication is an all star in this deck, as it is in Mizix, and I have a copy of it already. So uh, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see that uh, come to come to fruition here as well. Well, there you go. There you go. So quick pause. Was Electro Dominance your East card? Yeah. Okay. All right, so my second yeast, uh, we are still using Arcane Adaptation. Okay. So we still need everything to be a Wizard Harry. Here's how we're gonna get a little sweaty. And I believe you already have a copy that's not going to be getting used. So what you need, and you don't even need your commander on the battlefield for this, okay. but the Locust God, mm -hmm. Four colorless is it. Whenever you draw a card, create a 1-1 one, one blue and red insect creature token with flying in haste. It has flying itself. It's a 4-4. Four, four. You can pay two colorless is it. Draw a card, then discard a card. And when it dies, return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. You are just using it for whenever you draw a card, yeah. create a 1-1 one, one blue, red insect creature token with flying. So you have that. But then you're also going to have Azami, Lady of the Scrolls. Oh, sure. Or Lady yeah. of Scrolls. So this one says, tap it, untap wizard, you control, draw a card. Well, with that and Locust God, you draw out your entire deck. But we're not going for the lab man win here because we did talk about using lots and lots of tokens mm -hmm. and creating a lot of that. Well, what guy loves tokens entering the battlefield more than Perforos, God of the Forge, three colorless red, and whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, it deals two damage to each opponent. <sighs> so now you got another four card, Rude Goldberg, draw your deck, you kill everyone. Did, what do you did think? Did you miss the whole point of how I'm trying to get away from this? Because this these are the almost part and parcel win cons that I had in the Locust God, the deck that I tore oh, apart. No, this. They yes, are it not. Is. yes, it is. You did Arcane Adaptation, Azami, Locust God, and Perforos. I did not do those exact combinations of cards, but in Locust God, I had loops that would make me infinite, infinite, or not infinite, it would make me piles of those 1-1 one, one tokens that would then would trigger Perforos, and then you keep going through there. None of these yeah, cards are- going real slow. Only, I've, heard, I've heard one wizard card, <laughs> Harry, if you will, um, or uh, Dresden. That's a deep cut for you, Scooty Shuffles. Uh, friend of the show, drink. It's like, I think it's hysterical where the idea is to take take away all this stuff that we're talking about and just build it like a wizard's deck, Harry. That I didn't say I was going to build it like a wizard Harry deck. It's, it's I am. I'm trying to do the thing because Harry. wizards Harry. is a boring ass tribe. <laughs> Wizard Harry, <laughs> off. Uh, it's a t t it's a boring tribe, and uh, this is a way to spice it up where you don't just put. It's like when you get on me about like my elf deck not being all elves. Like all elves is boring as hell. I need to have some beasts and stuff in here. So this gives you some diversity. But then if you can do the cute thing with the arcane adaptation or that artifact, then you make everything into wizards. Right, but and then the synergy. You're, hin you're hinging that. You're so you're hinging one card in the deck that I can't tutor up because it's not a wizard. Harry to drive all these other infinite combos to turn things that aren't I'm sorry. to turn things that aren't uh, wizard Harrys it? into wizard Harrys. I'm sorry, isn't gamble a card that you could run in this oh, deck? Oh, I do like I do like that. So okay, <laughs> I, I I could run an exhum and put and put arcane adaptation directly into my graveyard uh, and then cannot get it back. And 
And then you could also run Tybalt, a quote unquote, the best planeswalker ever. Dude, I'm, I'm thinking about putting him in anyway. Which one? Um, There's a new oh one. Oh my God. Yeah. So I can't run the new one because it's it's out of the color stalls. Um, so I will say that my card, if I the way I was going to build this is if I can't do big dumb spells, if I can't do big X spells for damage, then I would want to win through Wizard Harry combat. And there's a lot of ways to do this, but the one I think that shines the most is Adelie's the Cinder Wind. Colorless and is it for a legendary creature, human wizard Harry. Fly in haste, when you cast an instant or sorcery spell, wizards you control get plus one plus one until end of turn. The passionate intensity of the Gitu tempered by the cool insight of Tolarian training. It's a two-two. So if I only have a board full of, if I only have drawn cantrips and I have a board full of wizard Harry's, then I can bounce those off, keep them going, keep the train going and go into combat, which is where I was trying to get at at the beginning of the deck tech, where I can win through combat as well, assuming that they have haste and that sort of thing. Well, you know, it'd be great because if you had Locust God on the battlefield, all your wizard hairy insects would have haste. If I had, if I, if I had arcane adaptation and then they were wizard yes. hairies. Okay, I what's I mean, this is this is fine. Um, I just think I, I don't know how much you're going to be able to loop spells right. in this. Um, so because yeah. you're going to need ways to untap uh, to be able to use Kaza multiple, yeah. multiple times. And if you're not doing, you know, intruder alarm, arcane adaptation things, I just don't know how you're going to do You it. just do it the old fashioned way with uh, squeeze special mage passing the turn. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mage right stone. All right, what's your last what's your last rig and roll guy for me? I just switched mine up, but I got I got one that's gonna make even you happy. Okay, this one is the sweaty one. It, it's so sweatier than the other two. Sweaty in all of your pictures. Oh, no, so sorry, slimy. It's slimy. It's middle of the road. Because okay. you basically cast one card, and as long as you have enough mana for the second, you win the game. But it takes a lot of cards to get there. Oh, yeah. So you're going to start off with casting Enter the Infinite. Right. Okay. Eight colorless, four blue, sorcery, draw cards equal to the number of cards in your library. Then put a card from your hand on top of your library. You have no maximum hand size until your next turn. Don't have an idea. Have all of them. niv -mism. There's a boy. Right. Putting that down, too. All of him are coming into so, the deck as well. You, you, you tap Kaza, reduce this as much as you can. Try to get it down as low as possible. You, hopefully, hadn't drawn the card yet, <laughs> but you're then going to play Show and Tell. Two sure. colorless blue. Each player may put an artifact creature, enchantment, or land card from their hand onto the battlefield. At the Academy, Show and Tell, too often becomes Run and Hide. And then, of course, you plop down your old boy Omniscience, allowing you to play whatever you want from free from your hand. And then you either go Lab Man, which is a human wizard, Harry. Ooh. Uh, and it basically says when you draw a card and you don't have no cards in your deck, you win the game. Jace Wielder of Mysteries, you could plus it, same type yeah. of deal. Or Thassa's Oracle, ETB, same type of thing. And then if you did go the Lab Man route, just some way to draw a card. It is the slimiest one, or you could even call it greasy. The reason I put it slimy is because show and tell could backfire right. and you could get screwed uh, but this could be all else fails x spells haven't done it i haven't had to discard omniscience and you know this other stuff let's hopefully just pay maybe six mana enter the infinite have at least three for show and tell omniscience 
win with uh, drawing out my deck, what would that take? One, two, three, four, five, maybe six cards. To you do always, it. you always toss me shit about how I choose to cut cards from your deck that you know I that, that I that you know that you always give me shit that I choose to cut cards from your deck that I know you won't cut. None of these cards but are car- none of these cards are cards that I'm remotely interested in. Omniscience? You didn't tell me what you were. You didn't tell me what you were interested it's, in. I told you. I told you exactly what it is. It's wizards and it's tuned down physics. Enter the infinite. Uh, these are all just infinite combo cards. But it is so sweaty. Right. How but, many things it takes? Why to get would it done. I do that? It's a nightmare. I like your fun. I like. I like. I like the effort, and I do like how these are super drawn out and frail. So you got me there. <laughs> so I'm gonna do you a solid, and I'm gonna put my N one. It's so greasy, you can't even eat it because it'll destroy your intestinal tract. I'm putting in a two card infinite combo <laughs> right now. That oh you can my do. God. I think at you can do it at sorcery speed. So you just gotta figure out. Um, I think you need to redact a lot of previous episodes of ranting about two card infinite combos then. Yeah, for real. I'm over here giving you six cards. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put it in the me. deck, but now that you have, now that we forced down this route, we can accomplish this thing way easier. Two cards. One, twin flame, colorless and a colorless and a red, sorcery, stride. This spell costs two co- two colorless and red more to cast for each target beyond the first. Choose any number of target creatures to control. For each of them, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it has haste. Exile those tokens at the beginning of the next end step. So you do that with our old pal dual, dual caster mage, which is very straightforward. Colorless and a red, colorless dual, blah, colorless double red. Um, and when he enters the battlefield, he also happens to be a wizard Harry, uh, two, two, one with flash. When he enters the battlefield, copy target instant or sorcery spell, you may choose new targets for the copy. So what you can do is you cast twin flame on, on Kaza, right? Then for three, you put in a dual caster mage, copy that, that dual caster mage resolves, the twin flame goes on the stack, you copy the dual caster mage, it copies the the twin flame, and then you have infinite two two hasting tokens. There you go. Two cards. And then you collect your you collect your Boy Scout badge for DGen. Yeah, exactly. And then there you go. Two cards that you can tutor up, one of which cause one of which perfectly, cause you can wizard harry cycle for the human wizard harry dual caster mage. But I mean, at that point, you could just run Kiki Jiki Zealous Conscripts and win that way. But he's not a he is not a uh, he is not a wizard Harry. Well, you know, he would be a wizard Harry if you ran Arcane Adaptation. Well, sure, this is, you're just turning this into a shell of an infinite combo deck that just happens to run wizard Harrys. <laughs> That's all it is. Hey, hey, hey! My first one was an infinite combo. My second one is not infinite combo because it only goes for how many cards you have in your sure. deck. Uh, and the third one isn't infinite. It's a wombo. You're, you're, you they're this, all, you they're the all, you're turning into a wombo deck that has nothing to do with the commander or the or the wizard, Harry. That is not true. Literally, the first and the third one need your commander to help reduce right, the mana. Right, but if, you had the, man, if, you, if you had the mana to do it, you could just do it straight out. Sure, but you could say that about your X spells, too. That's fine. But you also are hinging this on arcane adaptation, which you shouldn't need in a tribal wizard Harry deck to begin with. But you could just go ahead and run all wizards and cut that card. I'm trying to get it to where you what, don't what have to wizards? be locked down. Yeah. F- off. Wizard Hermione's? F- off both of you. <laughs> both go to hell. I want to fucking Avada Kedavra both of you in the What? Uh-huh. Is that a Harry Potter reference? I'm going to kill you in the 
kill you ass. Mm. Uh, but see, here's the thing, though. It's just like wizards are boring as hell. There are some cool ones that have some cool tap effects, but now you're allowed to branch out a little bit and start diving into some of these other ones, which we'll get into in the spice package. So let's head to spice. Big Tuck. We're going to talk about two cards each. What is a spicy card you think would be worth putting in your Wizard Harry deck? Because so, apparently you can only have Wizard Harry. Yes, and I'm continuing that trend. This was one of the first Wizard Harrys ever. Uh, he's been a card that's been around for forever, and he doesn't really have a place in this deck outside of the fact that he's a Wizard Harry and that he has a certain amount of... Uh, he, has a, he has a very long running history in the history of magic. So I'm going to read from the first printing, which is Prodigal Sorcerer. Two colorless and a blue creature, human wizard, Harry. Tap, prodigal sorcerer deals one damage to any target. Occasionally, a member of the Institute of Arcane Study acquires taste for worldly pleasures. Seldom do they have trouble finding employment. So, is this a good I card? I have a literal stack of these you can have, by the way. I know, I, I have piles of them too. So, is this a great card? No. Is it even a good wizard, Harry? Also no. But... This card had such an impact on the game of Magic when it came out and was so widely spread that it earned the first nickname. So we call Sakura Tribe Elder Steve, right? Because it's so widely played. This was Tim based off of Monty Python and the Holy oh. Grail. So back in the day wow. when I first started playing and was reading Duelist magazines, Tim was all the rage because he could pick off all sorts of creatures. Um, so this is definitely be a spice pick, not because of like the outlandish ability it has, but just because it's such a lore and magic history and it happens to be a wizard Harry. Last thing I'll say is it's been uh, color shifted. There's also prodigal pyromancer that does the exact same thing. Just happens to be in red. Uh, not good. No, not at all. <laughs> Wouldn't run it. <laughs> and, uh, I'm moving on from this cause it's just that might yeah. be the best synopsis of anything I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> not good. Not good. All right. My first spice card. This is where I actually think Kaza's hat. She can make it work because apparently if you're running all effing sorcerer or uh, wizard Harry's um, and you're not going to run arcane adaptation, you're probably going to cap out at maybe five to six. But if you run it, you probably have 15 to 20 wizards on the battlefield, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but I think double X spells could have a home. Sure. Yeah. In a cause royal chaser build. So I think mass manipulation. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's really, really good. XX blue, 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 blue sorcery. Those who cross the Demir find enemies everywhere they are. Turn. Turn. No, that's all right. Uh, gain control of hex target creatures and or planeswalkers. Um, I, Wizards is that weird sub-tribe. Wizard Harry's what? Sub -tribe. Wizard Harry's what? Um, <laughs> oh, 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 are such, such a... Uh, popular tribe not from people playing it but it seems like watsy so i don't have to say the h word nice. um they they seem to do <laughs> wizards as subtypes yes a lot of right. times like we've you've heard me and tuck talk about like i can't believe this card's a wizard harry as well so i think there could be incidentally wizards on the battlefield that you could steal wizards what i'm sorry I'm wizard harry's what you... sorry you're breaking up there Oh my yeah, God, it, it's a quit. little confusing what you're saying. I don't, I don't understand the the. Uh, Mr. Cut, cut to Mr. Combo the so second, the second this is over, just, <laughs> just, just, just shutting <laughs> run. 
<laughs> so I think there's enough that could be incidentally on the battlefield that you could end up gaining an advantage of maybe one to three on your board. Right. But I think the planeswalkers could actually be a big piece. Like I, I don't know if there's really that many planeswalkers that deserve to be be in your sorcerer theme deck. <laughs> uh, but I do think that there's planeswalkers that it's kind of like that fringe thing to where if you had like 120 cards in front of you, if you had seven planeswalkers, you'd probably end up cutting them, but you would still like to have yeah, them. So yeah, being yeah. able to snag those is really, really nice. Plus being able to grab the target creatures like for the right of replication type of effects. Um, I, you know, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I agree. So I think if you had a sub sub tribe of double X spells, that's something that Kaza could support, mm -hmm. and that would actually be kind of neat to see. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, this card's really good. Uh, it's definitely like a big finisher, and it's it's less of like from a lasagna tier, if you will. Uh, I like how the other opponents can still board wipe, and then like the game can keep going. It's not just like an I win card, a la like a Comet Storm or something yep. like that. So. I'm, I'm into it, man. Big time. Cool. What is your last spice? So who doesn't have two thumbs and likes casting instants of sorceries oh and flipping coins? It's this guy. Uh, we are talking about my old pal Crack the Thumbless. Fresh off the presses. Colorless and a red legendary creature, and this is shocking, Goblin Wizard Harry. For whatever reason, right? Like, it's insane. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, flip a coin. If you lose the flip, return that spell to its owner's hand. If you win the flip, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy, and it has partners. Uh, double. Or nothing. Uh, yeah, so this was this was a fun card. I, I like it a lot. Um, we talked about this, I think, off mic about how this particular Wizard Harry could go into a lot of decks just to spice it up a little bit, give it a little bit of chance. Um, I like the fact too that when you're casting these spells, the it, there is obviously like inherent risk in it, right? Where mm -hmm. you do your big thing, you cast your big X spell, and then if you you flip the coin and if you lose it, then you're just kind of like SOL, right? The thing I the yeah. thing I like about it though is that because Kaza is a repeatable effect to some extent, right? Insofar as either you can untap or you can wait another turn and do it later, the the bouncing back to hand isn't as bad as it going to the grade or, or fizzling. And then, in my opinion, the risk of the upside because I'm a maniac and I love again. This is just another sub game to throw into it. Um, this is another one that kind of makes it a little more fun, a little bit more unique. Um, I think this also, to your point, can kind of power up some of your early X spells, right? Your early value trains that you're running out quickly with Kaza and the fact that he's a two, two for two and he's a wizard Harry. It's definitely a spice pick. It's definitely out there in the ether, but I think it'd be just the thing to add some pepper to the stout. It's definitely spice through and through. I do not see a place where this should be in the deck, but I mean, I guess if you just want your sub game that you do on your own, uh, okay, ha have yeah. it. You maniac. I know, right? <laughs> I'm going. I'm going wild, man. I'm, I'm getting. I'm breaking out of physics. All right, my last spice because you have this theme of X mm -hmm. in the deck. Neither one's a wizard. Deal wizard, with it. Wizard Harry one. Uh, but uh, I was pretty sure there was a Harry that was supposed to be. Did I cut out? Did I cut out that for a second? 
Really, there's times. Mr. Combo just did a, a deep yoga I, moment. I know, I've known Mr. Combo for a really long time, and there's been a lot of times in our friendship where I'm really happy he's a staunch non-gun owner. <laughs> so I'd have to lock my doors tonight. More double lock them. <laughs> so this card generates infinite mana as long as there is at least three artifacts or enchantments under your opponent's control, which if you need to get to your game finisher, maybe Kaz has been removed 18 different times. This can get it done. Dockside Extortion, oh, no. Colorless Black, ETB, Create Your Treasures, sure. but then you pair it with Deadeye Navigator. Oh, yuck. Uh, where you can soul bond them, and then for, so Deadeye Navigator costs four colorless blue blue, Dockside's a colorless red. Uh, Deadeye, when it ETBs or another creature ETBs, you can soul bond them together, which they're kind of like Snow Bunnies or a, a Eskimo Brothers at that point. <laughs> um, and when Dockside ETBs, you create treasures equal to the number of artifacts enchantments your opponent's control and then it says as long as dead eye is paired with another creature each of those creatures has pay a colorless blue exile this creature then return it to the battlefield under your control so basically as long as someone has some a total between your opponents have three artifacts enchantments right. you can blink it forever and go ahead and get infinite at least one treasure pump it into an x spell because kaza being two you're gonna be tempted to get that going right. early but i think it is one of those things even though she has haste when people start seeing what you're trying to do, it's going to be board wipes. It's going to be target removal, trying to keep, especially if you have five or six or seven or eight wizard Harry's, it's worth it to waste a murder on her and then make you have to now spend four to right, right. or six or eight or 10. Eventually it'll be too expensive for you. And at that point, your other wizards aren't Harry's, Aren't well doing done. Anything okay. for good, you. good job. Good catch. <laughs> they, they, they aren't. They aren't really helping you. They're just kind of there as supplement. So at least you can play Dockside early. You know, and that happens. Sometimes people play Dockside turn four or five. Right. Oh, I got like three treasures out of it. No one's gonna think to remove Dockside anymore. And it's be like, oh, Dead Eye doesn't resolve. Okay, blink it out. It's kind of like you're jerking it um, and get your infinite mana. So I, I think you need games to end someday. Sure. And wizard combat being your sub sub way to end the game is a terrible idea what combat it, it could also be referred to as hairy combat uh just a thought <sighs> uh yeah sure um i just you can put this in any is it deck so for me it's not particularly what i'm trying to do here um i do understand i i, I get the i get the gist of uh, you can't keep playing the Wizard Harry game forever, and they have to end. So um, if I would, I, I like that. If I was going to do that, though, I think I'd be willing. I'd be more willing to do one of your nine card combos <laughs> to do it that way, as opposed to uh, this one. But I like. I kind of. I see where you're going. Um, I also don't own a Dockside, well, so even if you, even if you. Oh, that's right. You didn't buy that pre-con. Because I was about to say, even if you didn't want to do those two cards, you should at least put Dockside in the deck just because yeah. you did talk about how is it doesn't really ramp. So being able to play that even super late game and get five or six or eight treasures, it's going to do a lot of work for you. I'm surprised you want to talk about Dockside after our last uh, <laughs> our last discussion of the card. Yeah, well, anyways. Well, guys, 
We're not at the end of the episode because I've been doing something while we've been recording. So Big Tuck, we will share this out. As we've been talking about the cards, I've been putting them into Tapped Out. So we can oh, see sweet. CMC, color distribution, how many cards did we add to the deck, and what's the rough budget looking like right now? So right now, your deck is looking 75% blue to 25% red. Jack. Wow. So, so, sounds yeah. about right. Uh, we got... 33, 34 cards in the deck. 20 of them are creatures. Hey, we're, hey, we're there. <laughs> three instants. Yeah. Three instants, seven sorceries, three enchantments, and Un Planeswalker, but not a single artifact. The deck budget is ranging between 140 and 170 on TCG Good player. Lord. Palpable. And your average CMC is a shade under four. Oof. Now here's a question. Does Tapped Out have a Wizard Harry meter? Great question. And I'll take your silence as a yes. Well, is it a, maybe it's in beta or like it's in UAT test it's like in UAT or <laughs> regression testing or something? I mean it's clear Oh sorry, no, it It's clearly it, it, it's it's associated with Voldemort, so then Oh yeah, uh, there we go. It's complicated how it goes back and forth, you know, they're tied together. <laughs> hey, just wait hey the good Anyways, Mr. Combo's left the episode. The best, so uh <laughs> The best the best news about this is we get to repeat we get to repeat this entire bit in just a few a few short months when we talk about the new Wizard Harry set that's coming out in March. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry that you made it to the end of the episode. Um, and we would just like one-star reviews, terrible comments. Uh, you might as well unsubscribe from us right death, now. Death, death uh, threats to platform you're watching. Death threats to, to Big Talk would be great. Whatever platform you were watching or listening to us on, if you would like to find out more ways to reach out to us, which I don't know why you would, here's how you would do that. You can reach me at Mr. Common Number Five on Twitter. All spelled out except for the five. Big you also tuck. have to type it while you're Where depressed. Can they reach you? Just, just, well, just my, well, my fellow, my fellow wizard Harry's wizard Hermione's. You can also <laughs> find me on the Twitterverse at Big Tuck Tweeting. Uh, I took a pretty big hiatus over the January bit because I was sick of seeing the same thing over and over again. But I'm hoping to get back into it. You can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. You can also go to our website, cmdtower.com. <laughs> Basically, all you got to type in is... <laughs> Squee McGee, if people want to find out how to get a hold of yourself, how would they do that? Uh, it's uh, it's wizardharry at cmdtower.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at wizardharry. And you can also reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at wizardharry. If you want to support us as well as hook up our sponsor for the orders you're already doing, head over to level1gameshop.com. And when you place an order in the order notes, just type out CMD Tower so they know that you came from... Slash Wizard Harry. Uh, outside of their own <laughs> storefront, they also have a TCG store. Buy things, it helps. You can support us at our Patreon, patreon.com slash CMD Tower. Four different pledge levels. Rewards vary all over the place. Plus, there's monthly giveaways. You should go do it. We also have a store, cmdtower.com slash merch. Thank you to Pink Royal. Tuck, end of episode. 
Oh God, I have to say it. You're a wizard, Kaza. <laughs> How do you feel your deck is looking? Well, you know what? Um, I was pretty exciting. I was pretty excited about this coming out the gates. Um, I'm, I'm excited to bend these things, and you know, I, I gotta admit, it definitely helped that this was finally the episode that we broke. Mr. Combo, <laughs> you are now. You are, I, you, I've seen corpses before. I've been to funerals, and I'm seeing that same dead-eyed look in his in his vibrant face. It's not just because he probably isn't sleeping very much. So, no, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I like I like your picks up front. Um, I think those are all awesome. I might I might put I, I think you might be onto something within the intruder alarm. So I might just start with that and see where we go. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm pretty pumped about putting this together sometime in the in the near future and, you know, uh, seeing how my wizard Harry deck can, can roll. Well, uh, can uh, royal you, you, you believe oh, nice. how your wizard Harry deck can royal? So I will say I'm a little, little disappointed in you just because I figured you'd be all about the ridiculous <laughs> turning everything into Wizard Harry's and trying to use that for other stuff. I thought that would be your weird niche. So I'm a little disappointed. I'm will, hey, look, I'm willing the 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 Wizard Harry combos that you talked about um and putting them together i think all those cards i own most of if not all of already so and they're mostly cheap so if i play it and the wizard harry build isn't working then maybe we can i can swap them out pretty quickly and if you think about it take out perforos and then prodigal sorcerer every time he enters the battlefield you untap him with intruder alarm, he deals the damage to a creature or a player. Sure. There you go. You start machine gunning stuff. Just be real, real weird with it, and it'll be okay. Well, I have to get the hell out of here, because if I hear one more Wizard Harry, I'm going to vomit. Even from your own lips? I'm a Wizard Harry! Wizard Harry!